0: This morning, I'm going to begin in the fourth chapter of the book of Acts, Acts chapter 4. Appreciate one of the things that uh, Brother Keith mentioned in his prayer was to his prayer that uh, God would bless, bless me, bless us at this time and that. He, I think he phrased it, it, the congregation looks to me, to the preacher, uh, uh, through, from God Almighty to, to receive a message. That's, that's where the message should come from. Is the, and that has that statement in itself, uh, uh, some of the verses that are on my mind, they go through that. Uh, uh, so uh, continue to pray. In that fourth chapter of Acts, uh, well, let, let, me, let me set this up real quick. And I've, I've preached through this before, but uh, in the first verse of the third chapter, it says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour, prayer being the ninth hour, and there was a lame man, and they they witnessed, they witnessed a miracle there a a real physical miracle there had been lame since uh, his mother's womb and so forth and and uh the people witnessed that um, and uh as I go to the end up in a moment at the verse I want to take, it uh, says in the first verse of the fourth chapter, and as they spake, so they began to preach and speak to the people, and they spake unto the people, the priests, and the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees uh, came upon them. So that's the group. That's the audience here. And, and of course, it says unto the people. So that's that's a lot, that opens up more... Uh, generally, of uh, the audience here uh, who's hearing this and those that saw these things, this, this miracle uh, there. Uh, and, but uh, some of these listed here, it says that they were being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. So they were grieved at that. We rejoice in it. We rejoice in that. Uh, but so as that, that sets it up here, where they were, who they were speaking to and what they were doing. And, and so they, uh, continue to, and it says in the eighth verse then, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers and people and elders of Israel. So he's, he's speaking to them. So we're leading up to now. So he's speaking to them. and Now, the 13th verse is, is where I was headed. So I'll go there now, 4 and 13. Uh, now, when they, you know who they are, saw the boldness of Peter and John. So Peter and John, they're preaching, they're speaking, and they, they were bold in this. They weren't holding anything back. Uh, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. These guys are unlearned, ignorant. There's all kinds of other words that go with that. That's that's their perception of them. Now, many times when I uh, begin to preach a sermon, I, I start maybe, well, like uh, la- last Sunday, I tried to preach some on, on death, and you know, you, you're heading toward the life as quickly as you can, but you cover things and it, uh, sin depravity, you start there, you that that negative that that bad part, and you head for the good and all so we're starting out, and I want to talk about uh well i 'll just use the phrase now and get more into this, but God called ministers God called. And, 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 but we'll start with this unlearned and ignorant men. They were, that's their perception of them. And they, they knew who they were and, and, and where they came from, their background. And, and cer- certainly people knew where Paul came from his former uh his his uh, uh actions and and what his what he did uh there part of the sanhedrin and and all that anyway so but they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men now it says that uh, peter uh filled with the holy ghost uh there as was john as well uh uh This is where this comes from. And so in in Brother Keith's prayer that we receive this message, I may deliver the message, but the message comes from God. And uh, uh, because I am, I I need to say this because if I'm not, it changes everything. I am a God called minister. Now we throw that term around. And there's so many that I've I've realize those that are are not members of the church of the and they're not Primitive Baptists those even that are that uh, and I remember when I was a child I would hear things I would put my own definition together on it it may have been way off and all but well they you know these preachers say this phrase every Sunday you know I guess this is what it means and all and we go over I try not to just skip over that. Uh, because most of you are probably saying, you know, well, I know what a God called minister is, and then even those that are putting that together, yeah, God calls his ministers to preach the gospel. That's where it begins. There, that's where uh, when when we and when you'll hear the term exercising a, a a man exercising his gift, that's the gift and calling to preach the gospel. Now, there's some that are exercising that that judged gift by the church because he wouldn't be up here speaking and exercising and and building up that gift that God gave him because man didn't give it to him. Uh, he wouldn't be doing that if the church did not judge him to be called to preach by God. And I, I'll get more. I'll bring, try to bring this all together. Certain points, it's so hard seems like it's harder every time I preach that as I go through verses. This is my point right here, that there's all this stuff around it that you wind up getting off in. So I I have to fight that uh, uh, all the time. Uh, But uh, uh, so they perceive that they are unlearned and ignorant men, and they marveled. And they they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Oh, that's a terrible thing. They had been with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. Uh, and they beheld the man. It, it's, it's, it says in the sixteenth verse, just to wrap up this this scene here, that uh, uh, this miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. That's a lot of folks, and we cannot deny it. They can't just shove it under a rug. Say like, oh, it didn't happen. They saw this happen, and then by the unlearned and ignorant. Ignorant man, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, you can the, the, these are preachers. So we can say that's the perception. That's a perception today. I know with many, with some preachers and all, ignorant and unlearned. Uh, but, uh, we receive, uh, there's more to this than that, but it has to be, that's where it starts is God calls, uh, his, uh, minutes. How does it, how does it all work? How's this preaching business? And preachers will get them. This preaching business is a, is a mystery. We don't understand it. Well, we we don't. We're not. We are, and I'll get more into this. But we are not. We don't start out. Let's not flip everything. We, we certainly we continue to learn. We study, uh, we and, and we we talk and 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 inquire and all. We don't just. We're not in a vacuum, but we are not. We don't first go to a choose the, the preaching the gospel as a profession and then go be trained for that uh, and then start preaching and then potentially pastoring. That's not the order at all. In fact, you won't find a, a literal uh, training, education for preachers in God's Word. You won't find that. So then in this mystery of preaching then, We've got to figure out how much in in studying and and researching and reading and so forth, how much of that do we do? We don't rely on that knowledge, and yet we do, and yet it's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, blessing uh, a God-called minister who has that gift. The only reason uh, that I could continue to do it is because I believe that God did call me. He hadn't left me alone. We'll see that. Uh, that uh, Hey, he doesn't just call his ministers to preach his word and then, okay, that's it. You're on your own. Just leave you there. I, I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't be. Uh, so I, I've crammed a lot uh, in in there. But, uh, but let, let's continue to think uh, on this. Now... Uh, I want to go to Ephesians, the uh fourth chapter. Uh uh, and this, I believe it was uh might have been the end of the second verse of that song that Sister Jacqueline hollered out for for, for someone, I was a hand, or somebody selected, it doesn't matter, but uh this eighth verse in the fourth chapter of Ephesians, um Says wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. I will skip over the next two verses. It's one parenthetical uh, sentence there. You could go off and completely in that direction of that, but I'm going to continue this this. Uh, uh, this and if this is part of uh, anyway. So let me jump down to the eleventh verse. So he led captivity and gave gifts unto men. Well, what's what's those gifts? That doesn't really just in those words tie together a God called minister and then what are these gifts? Well, it says in the eleventh verse, and he gave some, uh, and it doesn't say he gave some apostles, some this and some that. He he gave some. Uh, and then there's a comma. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists. He gave some, each of these things, and some pastors and teachers. Christ gave these gifts to his church. That's where that comes from. Now, uh, and, and so we, we, we see that, you know, he, and he's, uh, anyway, so uh, uh, this is where those gifts come from the preaching of the gospel the, the uh, being a minister that's a gift uh, a pastor is a gift to it says right there in that list that the pastor is is a gift from Jesus Christ gave gifts unto men and all that that is the origination of, of uh, preaching of the gospel and the minister, Yes, there are uh, there are burdens. There's burden. We can go to God's word and see the burdens of of these apostles and the, His ministers and and so forth, Uh and, and 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 other. When I say burdens in that respect, there's burdens. There's uh, and and there are blessings in us, but more negatively the things that take place and, and even in, in trying to, uh, uh, to counsel someone or, or, uh, or uh, uh, reassure them privately in something and, and, and all, uh, they're not knowing how to do that, if God called you to that and that gift has been laid upon you as a burden then, you certainly uh, to continue in that. Uh, and, and, and God will bless that. Uh, the times that I've been with someone didn't, didn't have a clue. I thought, I don't even know what words should come out of my mouth next in trying to help them and support them and encourage them. Uh, and, and the words will just come. And that's miraculous to me. I see, and I don't, I feel bad calling them small miracles, but just, an instant there something just just with with me personally but that shows that god will continue to bless us in that uh there uh so he gave gifts unto unto, unto men um and so um If, I don't know what all to read in this, but it he 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 lists those all there. But then it says in the sentence, this is a long sentence, as the apostle did, uh, wrote much. But it says, why why has he done this? It is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. It's for his church, the body of Christ, all of its members. Uh the perfecting of the saints, the growing in knowledge of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's what it's for. That's what it it, it, it says. He, this is why he did that, for this, for these reasons. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh let me get one more verse here. I could go through all these verses, but I don't, that's not my point this morning. Uh, Lord being my helper. In the 15th verse, but speaking the truth in love uh, may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Speaking the truth in love, it's not simply, I hope that I never become uh, proud, arrogant. Say, well, I you know, I I have a license being a God-called minister, I have license to preach the entire word, I do, uh, and just say anything with with what I might think is boldness, when it's it can become just rudeness <laughs> and stepping on toes. But if God blesses, if we do this, speaking the truth in love, that's the peace where God can touch that message and and I can pre- I could preach to you about anything from God's word, and if God touches that and it's done in love within me, then when that where where Jesus Christ dwells within me, then it's going to be received. God will bless you to receive it. That's the way the church is edified, is built up, and uplifted. Is if God touches that from a God called one a minister, one that He called. Uh, to preach, and it's not of my will; it's of His. I, I've told you, I was happy. I was happy being a deacon in the church, and and and, and all, uh, and serving the church in that respect. And truly, had settled. This taught me, a it settled into that, this is it. This is my life. This is it. Kathy's a deacon's wife, and I'm a deacon. And wherever I go, if, if they keep, take my credentials and so forth, and then something changed. Something changed. I certainly didn't know why and didn't, I didn't want to admit it. Some preachers that are called to preach the gospel have geographically run off, I mean, to another state to get away from it. They did not want that. Put that certainly wasn't of their will. It was the will of God that they preach His gospel. And I can think of one or two now. I'm thinking, and and they actually return. They're not. thinking they're going to be satisfied? And and oh, I'll get away from God. We know that worked for Jonah. <laughs> Remember Jonah? Well, he ended up preaching, didn't he? He landed on that shore and he preached the message that God gave him. So yeah, we can we can run all all we want, and we just the, the so there's there's joy. Uh, in this, uh, so uh, but so my point was speaking the truth in love. But so far here and nowhere you'll find. Well, okay. So he he led captivity. Captive gave gifts unto men. So where is he going to tell us about the training involved? The or maybe a degree in some. And and I did that. I went to college. I went to college uh, over ten years, and I'm not a doctor. But anyway. Yeah. So I did that and questioned whether or not it helped me at all in my career. I don't think it did because I went another direction. Anyway, but I mean you choose a profession. I chose finally to go into computer programming and all. That's been, uh, I've, I've been blessed by that, by God. I think he blesses us in that secular jobs. Uh, he does that. But preaching, I did not decide, oh, I think I'll preach... Earn a living, and all, and I, and I, kind of hum. Yeah, thank you for. <laughs> laughing. Bella, it's not, I tell people, don't go into preaching. You know, there's no money in it. I joke and all. This church is very generous. I want to just touch on that later if I have time, but it's 1130 almost. But, uh, so I don't, you don't choose to do that. Certainly not as a career, a profession to support your family. You don't do that. Through God's will, He chooses you to do that. To do that. That's being called of God to preach his word. And he yes, there are changes. There was changes in me when that when I felt that come upon me. Uh and, and all, but uh that preacher, that man still has the the basic uh, inner personality that he had beforehand. Sometimes people might pray, oh, I wish when God called him to preach he would have, you know, wrestled him and taken changed his personality too. But but he doesn't. He calls who he wants. Again, look at Saul, the Apostle Paul. Look at look at that. Look who he chose then and called to preach there. So And then Peter, we talk about him and criticize him for a lot of things. And Thomas doubted and all that, you know, all these negative things. But uh, uh, so, um, so then, okay, well, this just generally says, basically, that he gave gifts unto men. It lists them out there. Uh, so where where do they come from? Now I'm going to go to uh, Romans, the the uh, first chapter, uh, and get some wording here. Romans uh, chapter one, and there there's the verse one. There's the terminology right there. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called. To be an apostle. He was certainly called. Well, I, I, no one I, that I don't know ever had any experience like he had on the road to Damascus and so forth, and, and, and when, when God called him. Uh, but uh, uh, so, so he's called to be an apostle. Well, I, I'm always wanting to dig down well, how did that happen? And then compare. It. Well, I remember kind of. I, I not kind of. I I remember in great detail my uh, feelings and and how I felt going th- through that. Even initially, and then leading up to my ordination and so forth, and then on up to, to till today. Uh, but uh, every man, every man is different. Every minister is different. And all uh but uh, so let's go to uh, Galatians chapter one Galatians chapter one the uh, so Paul gives us being the writer of all these these epistles books in the New Testament he we have a lot of description of of his experiences uh In the uh, fifteenth verse of the first chapter of Galatians, he says, "But when it pleased God, when it pleased—that's very important. Let's not just pass over that. When it pleased God, that's it. That it's of God's will in 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 this life. This is Paul was called to preach. Saul was called to preach by God. When it pleased God." And that's for the, here in this life. Right now, in heaven, where Paul's soul and spirit is, there, this, this is over. His, his natural life ended. His preaching is over. And, and, uh, but, so this is for here. But it says, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, almost matter of fact, you know, that's just a fact there. God, He separated me. He was born naturally. And, Uh, called me by his grace. So he called him by his grace. And there's a different, you know, I'm not talking about when we're called, when we're chosen, and and then when we're called and quickened and so forth. I'm not getting into that. But uh, anyway, uh, to reveal his son in me, and this is all but when it pleased God, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately i conferred not with flesh and blood so when saul was called to preach he didn't he didn't talk to anybody he didn't go you know ask i you know i in in that way in, in a way uh real quickly his experience differs from mine but but i didn't either i didn't want to ask anybody anything or say you know I'm kind of feeling this i just i want to be under the radar just didn't feel like, I want to go to meetings, I want to hear preaching and learn and so forth. But So I didn't know. You don't know if you're called or not uh, and all. But he didn't, he didn't talk to anybody. He, did, he conferred not with flesh and blood. So he didn't immediately go and say, well, let me go pick out which institution I might go to now that I'm called by God to preach within his will. Let me go see where I need to be trained and learn these things and, and all because uh, it's that's not how he did it all we can do is follow god's word on how we 're to do things so uh I confer not with flesh and blood then he goes on neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me he didn't even talk to those like it's almost like me i didn't talk to ministers right there at, at first and all really until they started talking till they started asking me questions and, and Hey, have you ever felt this and, and all? And so then, okay, I guess I'm going to have to answer to some of these. But he didn't even go up and talk to the apostles at Jerusalem. He didn't go talk to them either. So, so far. But he gives more. He says, uh, but I went into Arabia and returned again un, into, unto Damascus. So then he says, even more detail. I love the detail when, it, when it's uh, written here. Then after three years, three years. Years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. But other of the apostles saw I none, save except James, the Lord's brother. Um, So then he has to say, now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. He had to tell, you know, I lie not. As God being my witness i'm not lying to you that this happened three years he's by himself. This stuff comes from God Almighty. it comes and we'll read some more specifics in a moment. It comes from God, even as even paul's knowledge, and uh, I get stuck going back and forth, Saul Paul, but you know who I'm talking about here uh but uh it's the, same, it's the same man, more or less, but, of course, quickened and, and, and so forth. And then called to be an apostle under the, the Gentiles is what that means. Heathen, that's what that means. It was under them, the uncircumcised. Uh, so uh, this is his experience here. So, again, three years. He doesn't talk to anybody. He's, uh, and, and neither went up to Jerusalem. Uh, now, in uh, Acts, the uh, 13th chapter. Let me jump over there. Thirteenth chapter of of Acts. The uh, yeah, this is this is some about uh, both Saul and Barnabas here. But in the thirteenth chapter, and just looking at the first verse, uh, a couple of words out of this to the second verse. Uh, now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets, prophets and teachers uh, as Barnabas and Simeon. And, and it goes on. So, so it's at the church at Antioch. And he mentions Barnabas and Simeon. Uh, but then in the second verse it says, as they ministered to the Lord. So we do. We minister to the Lord. We answer to him. Uh, I'm sorry, I tell you what, when I'm sitting down there, I'm praying for God's mercy. I am praying for God's mercy, and then it's like, if you will, Lord, grace on top of that mercy, as I try to preach His His word. So as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost said, "We should want to listen to that." <laughs> the Holy Ghost said that it, He said, "What? Separate me, Barnabas and Saul." For the work whereunto I have called them. The Holy Ghost. If you, Just simple English. Who calls a man to preach? Well, Holy Ghost, the uh, Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. It's all God. It's a triune, a Godhead. So, uh, he says, uh, separate me. So, the church needed to do something for these guys that... God called to preach the Holy Ghost, whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Okay, so they sent them away. So Saul and Barnabas, uh, they sent them away. So the church, I think, I think I'm thinking in the back in my mind. Everyone knows this, but you know what? They they may not. The church does not send the preacher to go preach somewhere. But it just said, when they had fasted, laid hands on, they sent them away. Well, they sent them away. What's the next verse? So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Yeah, the church, they, they sent them away. They didn't say where to go. Uh, now, sometimes there's certain situations where a minister may, there, there may be a need for that minister to go to a church uh, with, with uh, uh, assisting with something. You know, churches will go to um, the, the ordained help. Deacons and ministers will go to help with an ordination of someone else, another man in the church, in that, uh, in, in that service and so forth. They laid their hands on Saul and Barnabas there. But, and, and so there will be a reason, and, and, and you go. And, but the Holy Ghost sends the preacher. I've got several myself in the next, it's like starting in March and then really in April and on. It's like all the meetings everywhere. They just fire up. Winter's over. <laughs> and so, but I don't just, you know, look at my calendar and think, yeah, I may have it in there. But I, I pray that, that I'm to go somewhere. Uh, and in fact, let me let me add this if I don't want to get... Off track, but uh, when a even when a God called minister uh, moves his membership to another church, whether it be from the one that ordained uh, him into the ministry, they didn't call him; they ordained him. They did what I just described there, called of God. But and and so move membership to another church uh, and, and all. That takes some some prayer. It takes prayer. I, I I don't know. I don't know why I'm not talked to Brother Keith about this, or uh, I've talked to some other ministers before. But it's not just a simple thing. Oh, I'm just going to go move my membership to this church, and all. I hope everyone prays about that. You know, if you move your membership, not that anyone is going to do that. But anyway, uh, so it. But it takes it 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 can it can and and human thinking. That I would say that uh, outer man will get into that and think, oh, well, this guy just moved over here for this reason or this reason, and you, your human thinking—that's not—that's not good. They don't know, they don't know. So we have to think about all this stuff and, and, and all in that, and 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 hope that God, the Holy Ghost, will send us in that respect. Send us uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I, I, I think. Uh, well. Anyway, let me just move on. Um, so, they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed uh, unto Seleucia. And from thence they sailed to Cyprus. So, the Holy Ghost sent... That's the point there is the Holy Ghost sent them. And God had already called them when this church did this. Laid hands on them, prayed. We do the same same thing. Now, in... Uh, so we see, this is one of the ones here is Saul that I was just, I just told you how he described when he was called to preach and to be an apostle and so forth. So hang on to, to all that. It's one of those gifts from Ephesians 4, 8. gave gifts unto men and all. But in the 18th chapter of this same book, Acts chapter 18. Uh, a, a detail about, about Paul that's not given of anyone else. I know, you know, Peter. Well, Peter uh, and some of them were fishermen. They fished. I think way back when I studied church history and see pastors and all back in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds, and and all that. Uh, that they a lot of them farmers. You know, they'd run cattle or something. All a lot the same thing. But so they had a profession to make money, and so we believe that we again. I did not choose preaching the gospel. As a profession, as a job, as a career and all. Yeah, do I want God to bless me on my secular job that I work to support my family? Yeah, I want him to bless me there. There have been times where I question, it's like, this is just terrible. And I've been going through this and that. I know others have experienced that and probably were, I know, worse than, than me. But then I would look back and see other times, like, I ended up better off after going through that than I was before. So he blesses us in that. So what about the Apostle Paul? At this point, had you heard nothing else about him, you think, okay, he's an apostle, he's a preacher. And when I guess the churches support him financially somehow or with food or, or something, we'll touch on that in just a moment. But in the 18th chapter of Acts, uh, so after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth, found a certain Jew named Aquila. Uh, and it says in the third verse, and because he was of the same craft as uh, Aquila and Priscilla here, as he the same craft, he had the same profession, the same job, the same career at this point that they had well let's read on. he abode with them and and wrought for by their occupation, they were tent makers so so Paul was a tent maker he did that uh Ministers have been criticized, uh, they criticized. Just FYI, in times past, for having a a job. I've never heard anyone here criticize that I had a job outside of preaching the gospel. It's not that's not a job. But uh, my dad always explained it, and this this I understood. This very simple that said said when God called me to preach, and then and then I was in a church. Uh, uh, he, he, God does not call on that church to support the family. Uh, dad and mom had three kids and, and all. We just had the one out there. But I believe the church supported my dad when he was pastor. And certainly when he'd go to meetings, there, they support, support the ministers financially somewhat. But there's no, there's no salary. There's no salary in it. It's just, it's whatever the church decides. Uh, yes i 've gone places and i you know driven four hours five hours and and let didn't i didn 't receive anything but like okay well maybe and you don 't base it on the the quality of the preaching maybe i don 't know anyway i don't want, certainly don 't want to get into that uh, but uh it 's just it 's to the church 's discretion this church here brentwood hills is very is very generous i believe you all know that very generous and, uh, and and but anyway, but so he, my dad was well. Paul had a job. Dad started working for Shell out of college, and and then retired from Shell. That doesn't happen much anymore. But he had a job to support his family, and and, and all. And so uh so we, but so so did Paul. Just to give y'all the picture of this, this God called minister had a secular job. He's a tent maker. I don't know how much money was, was in that. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. Uh, 1 Corinthians, chapter 9, and, and uh, get to it. Uh, now, he, uh, and I don't, I don't want to spend much time, just let me just go through this. Uh, Here, Um, real quickly. In the ninth chapter, First Corinthians, around the thirteenth verse, he uh, he talks about right above that, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Don't want to hinder the gospel of Christ. And he says, he asks some questions here. Do you not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple? Do do you not know that? And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar? And he says... In the 14th verse, Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. Uh, But I have used none of these things, neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me, for it were better for me to die than than that any man should make my glorying void. Uh, And there was one other verse that... uh, That I was looking for, and I'm not finding. So I will go on. But he makes the point that those that did minister in the te- do minister in the temple, they live of the temple. They are supported. They have support in that. He's making that point. But then he turns around and it's like, "Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not taking this. This. I'm not charging this. I'm not taking this support. And that it's 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 the minister's discretion as well in that." But he makes the stand for it and and then he moves on, but here then, let me the point I'm heading toward the seventeenth verse if you're following along uh well hes it's in the sixteenth verse, one of my favorite ones for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me, necessity, yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel, woe unto me, I don't like the sound of that, I don't like the sound of that uh there. There are times where it's where it's it's hard where maybe something's going on outside of the church in my life and all. It's like I I just you know I want to relieve myself of some of these pressures and the stress and maybe it's something in the church, uh, either generally in the church as a whole, uh, worldwide or something in in uh, a local body and so forth and 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 but it's of necessity. And uh, is laid o- uh, upon me, woe un- is unto me if I preach not the gospel. And Paul did that. Paul did that. For though I preach, uh, 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 let me skip to the 17th verse. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. Now, according to his will, is how I, I would read that. Not willing. We, ministers, I do it willingly I see blessings in it I see great blessings in it and I believe it's it, it has drawn me closer to God in accepting that call to the ministry now you uh, God's calling of you and that quickening when he uh, after he's chosen you in eternity past and he calls you that's we're passive we can't say no thank you I think I'm good I don't I don't take that. Uh, we can't know. It's done. We're quick. We're made, of li- made alive uh, and risen with Christ, so forth. But uh, be called to the ministry. I know those who have either refused that call, and I've heard them speak. And I believe it's uh, my judgment is that man is called to preach and all. And other times where they have, uh, in fact, have had hands laid on them. They've been ordained, had that service. Being called of God and then left the ministry. Or even worse, had asked to leave the ministry for whatever reason. We're still men. Pray for the ministers. Pray for the pastors in that respect. Uh, uh, But uh, so, uh, but it's uh, for if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But so, on the converse here, uh, but if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. Well, that also sounds good. A dispensation, a stewardship of the gospel. We administer that, like Brother Keith prayed in his prayer. It's a message from me, but it's 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 through me, I guess it should say, but from God has to be of the Holy Ghost. Uh, but uh, uh, and and that's certainly not according to my will. The subject matter even, it's not according to my will. Yeah, I study certain things. I have things on my mind. I pray that God, the Holy Ghost, the same Holy Ghost who changes not, uh, is guiding that. Uh, But uh, uh, so now, so let's go. So after I've read that verse, therefore, if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. In uh, Ephesians, the third chapter, uh, let me, and we'll use this dispensation word one more time. Third chapter of Ephesians, uh, first verse. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you word. That's exactly what Brother Keith said in his prayer. It's given me to you word. From where does it come? It comes from the Holy Ghost. So uh, there, there's a mystery to that. But it's real. It's real. We have to rely on that. Uh, and so he's been given this. He has, he has this stewardship, this administration, this dispensation. Uh, uh, it says, uh, the, the, you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me. There's some importance to that. So yes, we believe the preaching of the gospel and the hearing of the gospel and the acting upon the gospel is important. But not for your eternal, uh, not with eternal ramifications. Right. Jesus Christ has taken care of that, Amen. so we have we have this now. Now I'm trying to rush get through this. Let me go to the twentieth chapter of Acts. Uh, Acts chapter twenty. Uh, the instruction here is given in the twenty eighth verse. Uh, he says, "Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves." So there's a list. There's a list here. Number one: Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves, uh, and to all the flock. So the the, the church, the ones that you've made, been made overseers of. Uh, worded that badly, anyway. To all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh hath made you overseers okay the holy ghost has made me overseer of this flock uh and the, let me say this that uh a church calls pastors uh god calls ministers church does not call ministers church calls a pastor he, they call a a a <laughs> God called minister to be their pastor. That pastor has to accept that call by the leadership of the Spirit, by the guidance of the Holy Ghost. Both the church and the minister have to follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost. That's the head of everything in that. Uh, it should be nothing of... It should not be... Did I count it a blessing, a great blessing that I live 10 minutes from this church house? Yeah. Now, if this church decided up and move, you know, across toward White Settlement or something, I don't know that would be different. It wouldn't be still, wouldn't be bad. But uh, I was thankful for that. But I did not choose it for that reason. As a minister, I had better uh, accept that call as pastor because I feel like God has, has directed me in that. Other churches, I haven't. Other others I have I pastored other churches and felt like I believe God's in this. If you get there and feel like well He's not God's not well then you do something about it. But it's important. It's important. And I look at it as as uh, affecting my decisions in that respect. Uh, it it's not just this kind of a blurry group of people. I see you. I, I know you're out there. And, and, and it, it, I think of each individual as I try to make decisions that is constant. Maybe I, maybe I overthink a bunch of stuff. I don't know. But uh, uh, I do it in love. I do it in love. Because you know what, too? What's fearful for a God-called minister is that you all are saints of God, saved and made holy uh, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I have to remember as I do speak these things in love, uh, that I'm speaking to those that Jesus Christ died for. I put great importance in that, in that aspect of it. Uh, so, um, it says, take heed therefore unto yourselves and all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. That backs up exactly what I just said in my own words. He purchased it with his own blood. Uh, and so we're to take heed. Still still, no formal training in this. There's no influence of that. Uh, and yet we are to study, uh, as, as Brother Mark mentioned a few weeks ago, third Sunday in his appointment here while he's preaching, studies show ourselves approved and all. And we know the workmanship and, and so forth. Uh, now, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close, I believe it's with the fifth chapter of Acts. The, uh, yeah, fifth chapter of Acts. And I'll sit down. Uh And this is another one of those scenes where they've got some of these apostles. And I'll read them. They've beaten them, physically beaten them. So when I start to think, oh, poor me. And woe unto me as I do preach to God. No, I've I've gone through nothing like these these ministers did. Fortieth verse says, and to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them. So they called them, they beat them. Uh they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. So that settles the whole matter, huh? They told them, you're not to speak the name of Jesus. Well, they've been called of God. Tell you what, I would fear, and I would hope that I would fear God more than these men, and knowing, okay, God called me. He's not left me alone. He's not just left me floundering here. And all, and so he's going to bless me. That I, it's like, well, what did they do? They continued preaching the name of Jesus Christ. Is what they they did. Uh, and it says so. They departed from the presence of the council. They'd been beaten. Uh, no details on on that. How badly and so forth it doesn't matter. But they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. Uh, so they were they were rejoicing. That's what that's They were just beaten and now they're rejoicing in that. And daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. There's what we're to do. Cease not. It doesn't say, well, cease not unless this happens or that happens. No, cease not. But if it's a now, you know what a God called ministry is. God has called them to that uh, to that uh, gift given by Jesus Christ, and and He will bless in that. Uh, and it is a mystery. It's a great it's a great mystery. So I appreciate. It's noon, and so I'll sit down and I appreciate your kind attention.